0: Welcome to the Warrior Dad Show. I am extremely excited to have special guest Bryce Kenny on the show. He's a dad of three. He's the driver of the Great Clips Mohawk Warrior Monster Jam truck. He's a Guinness World Record holder for the fastest speed in a monster truck. And he's a new author of his book, Geared for Life, Making the Shift into Your Full Potential. Have a listen. There's a voice deep inside every dad calling him to lead. Society vices inner demons negative thoughts try to dampen and drown out that voice but it never goes away your wife feels it your children feel it and your heart and soul feel it too it's the voice that starts off as a whisper but then becomes a calling a calling to be the tip of the spear for your family a calling to play all out and lead by example for your children A calling to build a legacy that will go on for generations. A calling to be the warrior dad you were born to be. Dads, our children need us now more than ever. To be that beacon of hope, courage, positivity, and strength. It's time to rise as warrior dads together as a brotherhood. If you felt that twinge in your soul, it's time for the warrior dad experience. Welcome to the show. I am your host Jeff Wickersham. Excited to have Bryce
1: Kenny on the show. Bryce, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, man. That intro, my blood is boiling right now in the best way. Let's do this, man. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you.
0: Thank you, my friend. I'm I'm pumped and excited for the the discussion today. Let's get right to it. Share uh, share a little bit, a bit about your background, what you've got going on, then we'll jump right into your book and, and I know I know we'll have a a great discussion that'll be beneficial to dads.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a professional Monster Jam driver and I drive the Great Clips Mohawk Warrior Monster Jam truck. Uh, I like to say I'm a professional crash test dummy for a living and uh, and I'm a newly published author. So we just came out with Geared for Life about a month ago and having a blast just go, getting these awesome conversations just like this and and getting to go out there in the world and share our message. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. And I know
0: personally you're a fellow dad, right?
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Married three kids, eight, six, and two. And the two-year-old thinks she's 13 already, which is amazingly difficult and fun. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So let's talk about the the new book, right?
0: And and share, share what the name is. Love the subtitle of it. And then what was the spark to write that book?
1: Yeah, man. So the book is called Geared for Life, Making the Shift into Your Full Potential. And one of the reasons I wrote this book was because I had a really excellent uh, father figure and grandfather figure. So my grandfather meant the world to me. He was my guy. He was my mentor. Um, He passed in 2016. But I got to grow up and just watch him live life and chase his dreams and get through the really hard stuff as well. Uh, And so I remember sitting down and thinking, I wished he would have written a book. Even though I had miles uh, in a race rig with him, getting to pick his brain and, and hearing about life from him, I always told him, like, man, you got to write a book. or you got to write a book, and you never did. And I, I think about how cherished I would, I would take those words now and still getting to, to go through that counsel. And so I said, I want my kids to have that as well. It's hard for me because you always think, okay, I'm 35 years old. Do I have life figured out? No. But one thing I am an expert on doing is, is finding my next gear. I don't think there's a secret to life, but I know what my gears are. I know when I need to go into my purpose gear, when I need to go into my being built for other people gear, my fail faster gear. I've got seven gears that I constantly shift in and out of. And I want this book to be something that my kids can always use, just like I would have used that from my grandfather. I want them to be able to have it when they're 45 years old and they're struggling and they're like, man, is this really all there is to life? Maybe they go back whether I'm still alive or not at that point. They can pick up geared for life and they can, and they can search through that. And that's what I want the reader to get to. They're going to probably steal some of my gears, but they're going to uncover some of their own as well. Gotcha. And, and the subtitle,
0: making the shift into your full potential. I, I love that. Where'd you come up with that? Why
1: that is a subtitle? I think it's because we all are worried that we, we don't have all the right answers for life. Right. And if we are asking that question, like, is this really it? you know, surely there's more surely. I I thought life would be better by the time I was this age, or I thought maybe I've, you know, I've heard a dad say, man, having kids wasn't all it was cracked up to be. And I'm like, Oh man, you know, he surely he hasn't found his dad gear yet, but, but all in all, it's not about having all the right answers. It's not about even chasing happiness either. I'm a big believer. I'm like, man, everyone's just, Oh, do what makes you happy. I think that's terrible advice by the way, but that's something else. Um, I think uh, when, when we looked at this book and I said, Really making a shift into your full potential is a decision, but you have to know what you're going to shift into. And if you always know what gears you have available, then you can always get unstuck because if you're in first gear, trying to hit the highway in first gear, you're going to blow the motor, right? You got to get the second then the third, then the fourth and the fifth. Stop trying to shift from first gear to fifth gear as well. We just got to help you shift into your full potential by finding the next gear you didn't know you had.
0: Okay, so you mentioned something in that description stuck in a rut. Yes. And I, I find so many people. Ah, listen, I was there for many, many years stuck in that rut. So, what are some actionable strategies, tips, tactics that dads can use to get out of the rat rut? Because mm. I, I come across dads all the time that are, you know, one days, two days, four days, seven, a week, a month. A year, three years, and they're like, it's Groundhog Day. I'm just so tired (laughs) of it.
1: Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the daily grind, you know, and you are asking that question again. It's like, is this, uh, is this it? I think an actionable item right off the bat is to understand who you want to be as a dad. Right. Mm -hmm. What's the best version of yourself as a father? Not just what you want to do. And here's what I mean by that I come off the road from Monster Jam, I'm exhausted. Right. I come in the door. I probably got up at 3 a.m. that morning to get on an airplane to fly home. And I'm a little bit of a zombie. I walk in. I sit on the couch. And my first tendency is to open up my phone to check on the social media post I made this past weekend to see if I needed to adjust anything. That kind of thing. My son will walk in. Hey, Dad, you want to go out and play RC cars? The what I want to do in that moment is is to is to not get off the couch, to not go do that thing with my son. But it's it's more about who I want to become, which is the best dad and the best leader that my son can have. I want to be someone who empowers my son to believe that he can do really hard things in mm-hmm. life. That's That's the dad I want to be. Now, if I sit on the couch, I can't do that. And so now my decision of of becoming a better, the best dad version that I can become, that's what drives me to get off the couch. So I think the first thing is realizing that a lot of, if you're unhappy with the relationship you've got with your kids, or you're trying to become a better father, you're probably focused on the what you're doing incorrectly or what you're not doing enough of. And I would challenge you to go back to re remember the, who remember the identity, who, what, what that best version looks like of, of, of who you want to be as a man and then let the who drive the, what and the, what always seems to kind of fall in line. It's easier to make those decisions. The the decisions that seem hard, like getting off the couch and going and playing with RC cars outside to make that memory with your son, Mm -hmm. they become way easier and almost automatic when all you're focused on is the who.
0: Yeah. I I love that. You struck, I dandy. I'm right in line with you cut from the same cloth. I had a story where it was this past summer and it was hot out. I went for a walk with my wife. It was like 95 degrees. Baseball game was on air conditioned. Mm. My youngest son shooting hoops. He said, dad, can you rebound for me? Ooh. And then in, in that moment, I wanted to go sit on the couch, but my identity is dad of the year. So would dad of the year go sit on the couch? No, he wouldn't. I said, yes, we rebounded. I got through it. Hugged them, said thanks for asking me. It was a great moment. But mm. if I just focused on the what and didn't have that identity in the background, I absolutely probably would have gone sat sat on. Yeah. And
1: so how how often is it a perspective shift for us? Right. I mean, I, I call it a time traveler's perspective. You know, I, I imagine that moment that my son's asking me to to go shoot hoops or rebound. I love that, by the way. What a what a perfect role for, for a father as well. Let him shoot the basket and you're yep. rebounding. And uh, but I remember thinking if, if I'm going to be 55 years old one day and my six year old son is going to be grown and out of the house, and right. what I wouldn't give in that moment. I already know it. I already know it. What I wouldn't give to be able to time travel and go back to today when he's six. And him ask me to go outside and play RC cars. I know when I'm 55, that's all I would give anything to be able to have that opportunity to go back. So why am I wasting it now by wanting to sit on that couch instead of go out there and do that thing that in 20 years I would beg to have the opportunity to travel in time and go back to today? But we're wasting it. But it's almost like that perspective shifts. It, It makes you. It makes it easier to make a decision based on that who you know and then again the what becomes automatic you got there and rebound the basketball for your son yeah
0: and my guys are 15 and 13 so i've that window's closing right so and and Ah. i love to say when your children make bids for your attention Mm. you have to answer that call every Mm. single time say thank you for asking me hug them say how much you enjoyed it because they're going to ask you continually right and parents always like to say hey oh just wait till the teenage years and I say, and I say BS, like my boys still want to hang out with me We we hit the gym at 5.00 AM this morning together. Right. Oh. But that's, that's intentional parenting, being a dad and answering those bids every time. So you mentioned gears and you found, and you have seven different gears. I'd love to, and you mentioned kind of when you're stuck, just shifting into the first gear. So explain kind of that dynamic and that mental framework you've got around gears.
1: Yeah, I think it's, I think our gears are our foundational beliefs. Okay. And, and we live in this world where beliefs and 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 truths, you know, everything's subjective. And there's you know people want to, to fight against objective uh, objective truth. I think there are absolute truths, and and there's things that we all believe. And maybe people are sitting there and they're like, I don't really know what I believe. Start simple, you know, just start simple. Maybe it is, you know, hey, my my, you know, I believe that my son should have the opportunity to learn guitar. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, maybe animals deserve to be protected. I don't, whatever as simple as it is, because those, if you think about it, if you think animals deserve to be protected, you're probably not holding dog fights in your backyard, are you? You know, our beliefs shape our actions and the actions shape our results. So if you're not getting the results you want as a dad or or, or at your corporate job or in your marriage, you work backwards. It's like, okay, well then let's go back and look at our actions. Well, that scares us as guys. doesn't, it? it's like, oh man, you know, I don't want to be seen all of a sudden, but it's like, well, okay, but do it long enough to be able to say, well, what beliefs are guiding those actions? And if you believe that, that you want to be the very best employee that you can be, then you're not arriving 10 minutes late to work. And you're not doing, if you don't care about that, because you don't believe that this job is long-term, Ooh that's probably why you're half you're half committed every single day on the the efforts and the actions that you're taking at your company. And so I always am a big believer in that. When we get the beliefs right, the actions tend to take care of themselves. So my gears I, in geared for life I share my seven personal gears, right? Okay. Purpose driven, failing faster, becoming built for others, right? Uh, just to name a few. And mm-hmm. my expectation is that people are going to get to the end of the book. They're going to steal a couple of my gears, Jeff, but I hope that by the time they close that back cover, they uncover some of their own. They realize, and they, they, they almost uncover and, and recognize again, those foundational beliefs that maybe they've forgotten about for the last several years, but they uncover those. And then now they're able to leverage those into the right action steps to be able to regain momentum and to use a car analogy. That's what it is. If you're getting on the highway, you know, you're stuck at the light and uh, even though all of our cars shift on their own now, it's like if you imagine getting on the on-ramp, getting on the highway and your car staying in first gear, only one gear, right. it's going to blow up by the time you're trying to merge. It shifts to second then you got to shift to third, to fourth, to fifth in order to go 75 miles an hour. But yet we've been in, some of us have been stuck in the same gear for 35 years. And it's time that we don't feel like we've got to solve life and have this big, grandiose secret to life. I don't think there is a secret to life. I'm a big believer that we just got to help you find your next gear. And that's going to get you unstuck. That's going to get you in motion again. But it's also going to be able to let you run at a level that you never thought possible if you take it one gear at a time. And then you know at that point when to shift into the right gear at the right time going forward.
0: Gotcha. And I, I do love the beliefs. And what are your beliefs? And, and mm-hmm. that goes back to kind of something I, I always coach dads on is defining what you want. You, yeah. so, so many people can tell tell you what they don't want. But they don't know what they want. So you can't direct that mind that, you know, the subconscious mind that's that superpower. So that's that's incredibly important. You know, finding these gears. I'm assuming you've gone through some trials and tribulations and pain related to it as as I have. What what were some of those big lessons you learned in in your journey that have kind of shaped these gears and and this this belief pattern?
1: Yeah, I think that man, I'm a product of really great mentorship. Okay. I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm not a self-made man. Of course, I don't think anybody is. And uh, I'm a product of really great mentorship because I was able to avoid landmines as I went along, as many as I could that a mentor wasn't willing to let me uh, get blown up on, right? Okay. Uh, but my grandfather was so monumentally helpful for me, and I, I, I've credited him with so much of what I do today because I watched him chase a dream as a top fuel driver okay. I, I, for years. That that's what ignited my passion for motorsports. And I watched him use the platform of motorsports to do really good things, right? That helped shape my own identity because my who is I want to be someone who uses the platform of motorsports to impact the world. Okay. And and I credit him with understanding that I watched him go through really difficult things and come out of it okay, right? There's nothing he went through in life, no situation And I saw the impact to move forward and make things happen. So now my belief is to choose to believe rather than doubt, right? That's one of my big gears, but notice that first word choosing to believe rather than doubt. And we have to make that conscious choice often because life, you know, man, None of us get out of it alive, do we? Right? Nope. So We're in nope. life, and we're trying. We're trying to make the best that we can. But life throws us curveballs and challenges every single day. And if you're not careful, the track record all of a sudden makes you feel like and start to doubt that everything's going to be okay. And a lot of times, you got to make that conscious decision to believe that good things are going to come from this and it's not the end of the world, and it's not the end of my life or the end of my career, I can learn something, even if it's a really bad situation, I can learn something from it. And so for me, that's what probably shapes my decisions more than anything right now where I'm going forward. And as a dad, I want to choose to believe that my kids are getting the good stuff built in them instead of doubting that I maybe I don't have what it takes. Do I really have what it takes to this precious eight-year-old daughter of mine? Do I Do I really have what it takes as a, as a, I have three brothers. That's it. I'm one of four boys. Every time my daughter does something, I look at my wife now. I'm like, is that normal? Well, my wife, you'll love this, Jeff. She's one of four girls. Okay. So when my son does something and she's like, is this normal for a (laughs) a boy to do? And I'm, I'll just start laughing. I'm like, he's totally fine. You know, so we can kind of like support each other that way. Uh, But that's what I want. I want to choose to believe that how we're raising these kids is ultimately going to be what's most beneficial for them to be, to be really productive uh, adults that choose to go out and, and chase their dreams and do really hard things themselves.
0: Yeah, it sounds like your grandfather kind of changed that family tree forever, right? Of of setting you up for chasing your dreams and now you're mm. you're paying it forward to to your your three kiddos and I I always yeah. like to say, "Hey, it only takes one dad to change that family tree forever." Amen. And you can have that impact and you can be that one dad and it just takes getting out of that rut, doing the things that that you're talking about, intentionally stepping into your identity, believing in the positive versus the mm. negative. And, and we're so hardwired to amplify the negative. It's a, it's a battle. And and that's why I love the the warrior spirit, right? Is, is every yeah. day a a fight and it's a fist fight. And most people aren't even throwing punches, right? They're just getting beat up left and right. Their hands are down by their sides and they're just getting peppered. And I'm like, you gotta, you gotta start throwing punches in life for, for sure.
1: Yeah, well said, and you'll love this too because I think the best way to 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 hammer home exactly what you're saying from my story is my grandfather. You know, he started just souping up Oldsmobiles on abandoned airstrips back in the '60s.
0: Okay, that's really awesome.
1: The late '50s. He's not somebody that thought, "Oh, I know what the I know what my my last gear is going to look like. I'm going to go 300 miles an hour in four seconds as a 67 year old until they put a a pacemaker in my chest." He didn't know that back on those old abandoned airstrips. He just incrementally made gains every step of the way throughout his life. And now the ripple effects of his decisions and his passions, because again, it was a hobby for a long time. He was a nationally known chiropractor for years. Okay. And so that was his really full-time life until he retired from that. And then it was professional drag racing after that. But think about those incremental gears over 60 years And now here I am in 2023, a product of that commitment for him to just find incremental gains every step of the way to ultimately set me up to go professional drag racing myself, which was my original dream, to fail at it, to go into corporate America. And then now here I am in the past eight years, I've been doing what I've been doing with Monster Jam, traveling the world, right, Mm -hmm. doing backflips and jumping a 12,000 pound machine you know, 45 feet in the air. I've set Great. Guinness world records through it. I mean, all this stuff. And it's because a long time ago, I had a grandfather that chose to go pursue his passion and had the guts and the courage to stay committed to it for 50, 60 years.
0: Yeah. Wow. What, what a story. And you talk about the ripple effect, right? I, I think that's just so lost mm. on dads specifically because that's who we're talking to. On the ripple effect, the impact that you can have and how it just can permeate out, not only to you, but but everybody around about chasing the dream and being committed. And it, if it takes 50 or 60 years, it takes 50 or 60 years. But you also mentioned incremental gains. Hmm. And I think we're just so wired. We're programmed through media, social media, TV, like walk off, bat flip. Grand Slam home run—that's what's going to happen, and it just doesn't happen. It's to the point where, I'll be honest, I mute the TV when Mm. the ads come on. When we're watching a a ball game, football game with my two sons, I mute the TV, I mute the commercials, and my family's like uncomfortable with the silence. And I tell them, I say, I don't want you to be pre-programmed with all the advertisements that are coming around because it it has an impact on you. So
1: yeah, yeah,
0: it's it's just so so incredibly powerful to choose, as you said to be on that positive side. So in that vein, if somebody's stuck and they're, they're in that negative rut, how do they start choosing to go on that? Believing things are going to be positive, believing things are going to work out. What's one or two things they can do just kind of low hanging fruit that they can move and take action on and, and get a little bit shifting into that first gear.
1: Yeah. The first thing i tell anyone to do actionable wise is when you wake up in the morning, start with a win. Mm-hmm. You know, how many, how often do we start our days with little small failures? Like you hit the snooze button twice. And then all of a sudden, because of that, you're late and you take a less of a shower and you just throw some clothes on. You're not looking your best. Cause you're kind of, now you're chasing your tail instead of, you know, you had a goal that, that morning before you, or, you know, the night before, before you went to sleep, you're going to make, get your, get up and get an omelet. Well, no, now, because you're, you're late, you just grab a, a quick muffin and run out the door. You're five minutes late to work before you know it, you've had seven failures before your day's really even gotten started, and no wonder by ten o'clock you're asking that question: "Is this really it?" And you feel like a failure. Start your days off with wins. I love that you get up at five a.m., Jeff. I'm not a five a.m. guy, by the way. So <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna give all the credit to you because I'm a night owl man. All right, I'll, I'll go to the gym at midnight if I have to, not five a.m. But maybe I need to change that. Well, Who's that guy that's all about making your bed in the morning and? You know, he's like a this big general army guy. Oh, you know, yeah, the
0: video. Uh, William William McRaven.
1: Yes, I'm yeah. not that guy, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm just I'm not. I'm not. It's not as it's not even as much discipline in those daily uh, moments. And I believe whole, wholeheartedly in discipline, but if someone's struggling, start your morning off with a win and do and have as many wins as you can before lunch as possible, and then watch how productive your afternoon is. Uh, and the second thing I would say is. Man, have, take this a little bit of time, have some time to yourself to go back and say, man, what do I really believe? Like, yes, there's big questions, theological questions. Is there a God, right? That's a pretty big question to, to wrestle with. Does my life have meaning and purpose? Those are really heavy, big, important questions. But if you're freaking out and going, man, I don't know where to start with that. Go back with the simple stuff. Just think, you know, is is grape juice good to drink? I don't know. I just came up with that because I drank grape juice before we started this. But, you know, come up with something so simple and you'll start to build on those beliefs and those beliefs will drive your actions. Those actions will drive results. And your goal is not anything but momentum because momentum, in my opinion, if you can get momentum going, it never lasts forever. The difference between someone that's successful and not successful, successful, is the person that is successful simply held on, they built momentum and held on to that momentum longer than the other guy. And so your goal should be momentum. Just take it one day at a time, find that momentum, and then watch how things start to change and the results that start to come. It's pretty eye-opening.
0: Yeah. not uh, Momentum, people, I need motivation to get started. I'm like, mm. bullshit, take action. Action gives you more motivation. Then you get that momentum. And then it kind of spirals up from, from that perspective. And, you know, hitting the snooze button. I I always laugh at this because years ago, right. I get up, I'm I'm a mental toughness coach, coach dads and my warrior dad experience. I hit the snooze button one morning and I got so pissed off. And I'm like, why is that the biggest button on your phone? But I got, you know, we could hit our, I could hit myself over the hammer and beat myself up, but I got curious, you know, you can turn off the snooze button. No, you can, you can turn it. You can go into the alarm, hit in the alarm itself. Third button down on an iPhone first. I'm sure you can do it on other phones and turn off the snooze button. So I don't huh. have a snooze button. All I've got to stop. Problem solved. So I, I thought I'd share that. That's a good that
1: was, hack. Yeah. That was,
0: you know, w- why is it the biggest button on our phone? It's like they're sedating us to get eight minutes of crappy sleep and get yeah. a loss and stay stuck. But that's for that's for a different, different topic, different time.
1: <laughs> that's too good, man. That's so, awesome.
0: Bryce, where can people
1: find you? Where can they get the book? Yeah, Geared for Life is available anywhere books are sold. Uh, Everyone buys everything off Amazon now. It's definitely on Amazon, but Barnes & Noble, Books A Million. Uh, It's on Audible as well. So if you want to hear me, I actually talked through it, went to a studio, went through the whole book myself there. So if my voice is somehow soothing to you right now, go on Audible and pick that up. Uh, But follow along on social media. I do a lot on Instagram. So at Warrior Bryce and follow along with the story. There's some cool stuff coming out of this book right now and some of the feedback we're getting and the best is yet to come. And I'd love to hear from anyone that picks it up just to hear what they got from it and find out a couple of the gears that they uncovered themselves.
0: Awesome, Bryce. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Dare to be uncommon. Love lead legacy. Create a legendary day. And I'll talk to you soon.